0: I've got Chris Carter. Hey, it's been a while since we've had Chris Carter on, and um, he's going to share with us some of the signs and things to look for in this season uh, right after this.
1: Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the kingdom age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, KingdomTalksMedia.com Now, enjoy the show.
0: Alright, so I'm back with Chris and uh, this is going to be a good time. Um, Anyway, we do a lot of things impromptu. I was just talking to Chris while the, the... That little commercial was going, um, and it just about blew it. <clears throat> anyway, so Chris, Glad what are we going to... saved it. Yes, yes. <laughs> now we got, no one will know. We right? got our act together other than what I just said, yes. <laughs> so what do you got going, man? What's what's happening? I got a little title up here, Signs and Seasons in the Sky. Um, tell us what's going on.
2: Well, yeah, you know, whenever we get ready to do these, these interviews, Gil, I always... I tend to find myself going, well, what am I upset about right now? Because that's typically what's going to come out. Like, what's bothering me as a person? And, uh, you know, we we joke, you and I do, about this. You know, like, let's just let's just air it out. You know, let's air out the frustrations. But in all seriousness, I've had a frustration. I've had a frustration now since uh, you and I talked at the beginning of COVID, you know, like when everything shut down. I've had the same frustration for about six or seven months. And I think anybody that knows me, Gil, knows it takes a long time for me to change. Like it just does. When I dip, when I change though, I throw my heart over the fence and I'm like, I'm in and like, there's yeah. no yeah. question. It's not a, it's not 80%. It's like all or nothing with me, you know? And so I mull things over for a really long time. And the thing that I keep mulling over in my head is this issue of why do I know the things that I know? Yeah. And yeah. It keeps bothering me. Like we've talked about it a couple of times, uh, like one on a kingdom talks, I think, and then maybe, maybe another time, uh, we, we might've done the same thing, but it keeps bothering me that I feel like I know a ton of stuff. I feel like I've got all this information, but I'm not sure that I have the right information, like kind of in the, in the core of who I am. So can I set this up, Gil? Can I, can I set it up more or less like give you entree into my mind for a minute, why I'm bothered And then like where this is going to take me, if you want to break in at any time, feel free. So, you know, anybody that's listening, this is where you just get to know, this is what, this is what's making Chris mad these days. (laughs) So, uh, like years ago, years ago, I was, I was listening to two business partners talk. These are guys that had a business, they worked together in their business. And they, it wasn't profitable, right? So it wasn't doing what they thought it was, it needed to do. They weren't seeing, this is when I first learned the term return on investment, the ROI, like they weren't right, seeing right. the return on investment here. And so the one business partner says to them, and this is not a joke, like I'm, I'm leaving the names out, but I did listen to this conversation. I was, uh, you know, like an observer in this. And so the one guy says to the other, if if we're going to see a return on the investment here, then we have to change our core business operations. Now these are all terms, anybody that knows me, you know me, Gil, uh, no one would ever confuse me with someone who studied business. (laughs) No one is ever like, hey, have you heard Chris Carter talk? That guy is business savvy. Like no (laughs) one says that, you know? Uh, So here they are in this conversation. He says, we have to change our core business operations. Now, I, I listened to that and I and I would just you know again as this observer, what that meant to them was all the things that we're doing, which we think are the basics of our business, that has to change.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're gonna have to take on completely different activities that we would consider like our our important do these activities. Making sense so far? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Well, to you, because you're you're pretty savvy about this stuff. <laughs> Me, I was like what's a return on investment? You know, like I'm, I'm just not even there. So anyway, I, I feel like here we are moving into this next age. And for people that would listen to these interviews that are also feeling that call into the next age, there's a point where to take on the commission and the spiritual life and practice of that next age, I almost feel like we're gonna have to have the same kind of conversation that those two business partners did where we're gonna look at each other. And I think, I think that we're gonna start saying things like, we're going to have to change our core business operations. You know, In order to do what it is that we want to do, we can't do the business operations or the core business activities that don't give us the return on our investment that it is that we're hoping to see, which yeah. in our case is like, in a very broad brushstroke, next age activity. Yeah, you know, like we could we could probably call it a lot of different things, but certainly next age activity. So I find myself in this position where I'm going. What would it be like for these next age people to start thinking of changing their core business activities? I think uh, a few weeks ago in Nashville at, at a meeting there, I suggested that at some point, if we're going to exercise our kingship in creation, then we're probably gonna have to start giving some more attention to creation. Like that just, that seems very logical to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It may be that we start building more with plants than we do with drywall, you know, in our, in our kind of everyday sort of activities, you know, Uh, Gil, I hope I'm.
0: Well, you froze. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello.
2: Oh, did you freeze on me?
0: Okay. Uh, you froze on me.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm back. I don't, <laughs> you froze on me, Gil.
0: <laughs> well, I'm afraid it's going to look like on this end that you froze.
2: <laughs> What's the last thing you heard me say? <laughs> before, it, before it went bloop, did you get to the part about the garden?
0: Yes, you were talking about the garden and building with nature. Actually, not the garden. You were talking about building with yes. nature, not with drywall, with maybe
2: plants. and. Right on, right on. So I was saying, you've got these great designs to make this wonderful garden in the back of your house, like in your backyard. Like, I'm not going to spoil it in case you want to talk about it someday. 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 But you've got, you know, you've got this idea of like, we should build with nature, maybe and rethink all the building we do in the other way, you know, that's, and that's just kind of like one, one idea here. Of course, that comes from you know, my, my, my strong feeling here that we can't rule what we don't know. We can dominate what we don't know, but to step into true human kingship, we can't rule it if we don't have some relationship with it.
1: Now, in addition
2: to these four business activities changing, um, I started, started talking about this at some conferences that while I do not think it's wrong on any level, and I'm glad people do this, that Right now in this shift, they may feel like they've got to take on a lot of political activity. Like their concern is how do we govern our fellow man, right? This is nothing wrong. No one on this, inter- you know, listening to this, think for a minute I'm saying then this is bad. I'm just gonna say that for people that are stepping into the next age, the governance that they're interested in is probably less about a governance over their fellow man and more about a governance in creation like that true human kingship of standing in nature and being a king and governing in this respect. Now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like um, exceptions, you know, like to this rule, which I'm sure are out there. So it's not like a, this is not a catch all kind of phrase. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You have something to throw in here, Gil?
0: Well, no, it's just, um, I, immediately, what came to mind was the the last, uh, and I remember the uh, the subtitle, but um, Maleficent movie that came out, where, you I didn't know, see
2: it, but you told me about it, yeah.
0: Okay, so on on one side of the the river or the mountain or whatever it is, there's a divider, and nature is still, you know, engaged with people, and you know, and it's it, you can see what's behind, you know, the the, the tree and the spirit, and, you know, all that, um, but man. Has destroyed that because they don't believe in it, and yeah, exactly. they keep You're destroying about
2: it. Frozen, right? The second Frozen movie.
0: No this this was Malef- Maleficent. Really? Uh, it's like Maleficent. The same theme. Can't even say it now. Yeah, yeah, it was the last one. It was it was really good. No, it's um, like the
2: same theme as the second Frozen as well. Yeah, interesting, because
0: I haven't seen that.
2: <laughs> oh, here we are.
0: <laughs> so, um, anyway, just you know, my concern would be is that if we don't somehow figure out how to rightly bring kingdom. Uh, government into the Earth realm that man's going to continue to just squash the the natural, you oh, know, yeah. engaging with uh, and, and 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 actually seeing life come back into and the communication come back into humanity and nature, you yeah. know, because I I think that's what we're wanting, that's what we're moving toward. Sure. But I you know, it's like if we can't get man to you know somehow calm down and not want to destroy nature. <laughs>
2: Just calm down. Just calm down.
0: (laughs) Just relax.
2: Nature's got some good things it wants to do. Well, you know, and the funny thing about that too, I'm pulling up a quote right now, which I think we'll find interesting in this conversation. But the funny thing about that is that it's not like mankind's never really been able to make anything that truly threatens nature. The moment that nature decides it's had enough, there's nothing we can do about it. Like we've, we've never even made a weapon that that nature can't deal with. You know like there's you know you could nuclear everything and just give it time and nature's like got it covered. Completely got it covered, you know. We just we can't it, it almost feel like nature's really doing us a solid by holding back, you know? Cuz we get we get all we get all like you said like we're all let's dominate it, let's exploit it, let's do everything we're going to do and uh At the end of the day, I'm not sure if we've ever really managed to harness enough power um, to stop things like what the sun does or what volcanoes or plate tectonics do or what the oceans do. We're we're uh, we're working with like this much and, you know, creation's working with this much. Anyway, that's good. Yeah. The guy that um, founded the national parks, his name is John Muir. Yeah. U-I-R. Okay, Mueller yeah okay he has this great quote he says the gross heathenism of civilization has generally destroyed nature and poetry and all that is spiritual (laughs) i was like i think we were reading the same books yeah (laughs) yeah i think whoever i I don't know anything about this man i kind of want to research his life a little bit because i'm convinced we one of us or both of us had read some Ralph Waldo Emerson because you could make that statement just from reading Emerson's works um, that the same thing is true. And what I find interesting is
0: is, you know, here's John Mueller was a man who went out into nature and engaged with nature, loved nature, saw the beauty in nature. And then I know people that they go into nature and they think nature's the enemy. Yeah. You know, they just can't stand to be in nature because yeah. they think it's the enemy.
2: Yeah, it's weird, though. And it's sad yeah it is it is really sad well, yeah we're just gonna but, have a moment of silence if for for people that are listening if they're like that's me i hate the woods you know we're just we, we're gonna pray for you right now we're just gonna ex- extend grace in this moment
0: i think it comes in a place of trust and rest as we yeah. return to who we are and understand who we are that it, that it takes a, a trust and a rest back into who we are so that yeah. we can engage and know that we have authority over nature. But right. like you said, we want to engage with it because it is very, very powerful. It, it submits to us. It doesn't have to. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have to. I mean, it can crush us in an
2: easy second, really quick. <laughs> but over. it submits to us. It loves yeah. us. Yeah, so, th- so this is the theme, right? That has that kind of got me on this, uh, in this mode of like these core business operations and what does that mean for me personally? So in the midst of COVID and kind of, you know, doing what everyone did in this period, which is I really need to rethink my life. You know, like I really need to make sure that the right, that the most valuable things are the things that I've got in front of me all the time.
0: Like toilet paper.
2: Like toilet paper, Gil, exactly uh and so so i just do you ever did we talk about this one time Gil? like is that not nature's way of going guys there's got to be a better way to do this is that not nature's way of going man you kill a lot of trees for this one job do you think maybe there's another way do you think the french have it right with the bidet is there any chance that that's That's what the message was. Well, and
0: then some would say there's a different way in in India that, uh, you know, they swear (laughs) by it. I haven't done it, so I don't know. Oh, my gosh.
2: Do you you still do show notes for these? (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking of that. It's like, where is this going? (laughs) What's the show notes look like for this one? Bidets, toilet paper, which is right. You know? (laughs) They're both fine. They're both Whew. fine, time. Relax, relax. All right, so back back to the point, Gil. All right, so why do I know what I know? I want to know. The, I want to make sure that I get the building blocks of life right. Now, here's what I mean by building blocks. Uh, we've been doing this Encounter the Mazaroff online class, which I always learn a tremendous amount when I do this, and that's what people say. You never learn as much as when you teach something. You try right, to teach right, it, yeah. That's when you really learn it. And so I realized that there was this deep building block-like connection between the way the Maseroth is structured on what we would think of as the grandest of scales. Like when you look up into the heavens at night, into the sky, that's the biggest scale we can think of, the vastness of space yeah. in the cosmos. You yeah. know, So that's where God puts this very grand scale pattern where he's got these 12 signs. And then there's these four cardinal signs that, for whatever reason, God highlights these four. You know, He's got the lion, the ox, the the man, the eagle, and we you know we see that in the anybody that's read Cosmic Shift, nice little shameless product placement moment there. But anybody that's read that, you know, you see that in the tribes of yeah. of the, um, Israel. You know, when they're encamped around the tabernacle, they're under the banners of the lion, the ox, the man, pouring out water, and the and the eagle. And then of course, uh, you know, so you've got it on this giant grand scale, you know, like God goes, if I'm gonna set something and establish it and almost make the building blocks for something, I'm gonna use a division of four to do that. So we've got these four cardinal signs of the Maseroth. We have four faces of the cherubim, the cherubim living creatures, again, giant grand scale pictures. Then we've got the four gospels, right? So God goes, I'm gonna make the building blocks of a new era. And of a new system, he does it with four. He's back to this kind of building block-like thing. So we go from there. We've got gospels, living creatures, giant cosmic picture. Of course, we've got the tribes around the tabernacle. But then when we start looking for other building blocks of life, we still find this division of four. So for instance, all the building blocks of organic life, what we think of as normal life, is based on the element carbon. So when we talk about organic chemistry, we're talking about Carbon-based chemistry, where yeah. it's paired <clears throat> with hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, things like that. But carbon is another one of these four. It likes to make four bonds, which is what makes it. I know it makes it this perfect building block for organic life. You know, we would draw when I back when I taught chemistry. You know, uh, we would we would do like a C for carbon, and then there'd be a line going each direction. And we would shape the molecule because carbon likes to make four bonds. Uh, it's the, it's the same idea. If God's gone building blocks, there's a division of four. Okay. But it gets even like smaller. When we get to the building block of who we are, we're talking about DNA and DNA is this double helical strand, you know, these two things winding together like mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. but what connects those two strands are four. Uh, I think they're called nucleotides, amino acids. I don't know. I'm out of my lane when we start talking okay. about it. but there's four. And they label them in between the two strands, like the helixes, there's these bars and there's simply a combination of four different things. And they get labeled A, G, T, or C. And they always pair up. And it's just those four things in different combinations that like are like the rungs of the ladder of yes, the yeah. DNA. So God's got a building block. He goes, when I'm building it on the grandest of scales, and when I'm building it on the smallest of scales, I use this division of four things. Now, here's where our next age core business operation thing, I think, comes into play. And I know we got a break here pretty soon. What do we have here? Five minutes, six minutes? Uh, actually,
0: we can break, break now and uh, come back and finish that.
2: Whatever you want to do. That's a great cliffhanger.
0: Okay, because we're looking, and at, find looking out at the four. how floor. it's all connected,
1: right? All right. <laughs>
0: so we're going to come back and figure out how it's all connected right after this. <laughs> right on.
1: Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show.
0: All right, I'm back with Chris, and uh, we we left on the cliffhanger of the four, the macro and the micro. Um, so go ahead and connect those.
2: <laughs> right. So right, let's try. So here's where again, like we get into next age people and we start thinking in the future, how we're all how will our core business operations change? If we're talking about a a final, complete participation between mankind and nature, here's where I'm gonna go theory. So here's my theory. God's got this pattern on the grandest of scales in the heavens. He's got this pattern in us. And it's the same kind of pattern. He's going, hey, if there's a building block for life, it's going to look like this. So could there perhaps be a connection between what's going on in the Maseroth and what's going on inside my DNA? And I'm just offering that.
0: Okay, this is cool. All
2: right, all right. God rarely, rarely does anything arbitrarily. If I've never found out if he does, I can't, I mean, like it even seems like, We look at the strangest parts of creation. I've never seen God like working arbitrarily. Like, you know what I haven't done before? Let's do this even though it doesn't have a purpose. You know, there's always design and there's always purpose. And I've I've been saying about the next stage for years now, Gil, you've heard me say it a bunch that whatever God does, it works and it's beautiful. It's never one or the other. It's always both. So if God has a design, he's got a pattern, he's got something that's good where he breaks something into four parts and we can watch that pattern go from the macro all the way down to the micro. I'm inclined to say it's because they're connected. Now I wonder, I wonder if what's gonna happen. You know, I, I know what we all want, right? We're all looking for a next age reality where our economies have changed, where our politics have changed, where our education has changed, where all these things have changed, and what we're really hoping is that we get out of a need-based life because we're so um, corruptible, you know. So we we have to preserve life because life is so perishable, right? It's like a can. It's like canned food. It's got a date on it. So so much of our life is is based around how can I stop the process of me perishing, you know. So what we're all looking for is a moment in time where we are imperishable. So consequently, our life isn't about just trying to keep us from wasting away, but it becomes about what can we do to pursue the wants and the desires and the passions that the mind of Christ has put in us to make the world both work and beautiful, you know, so that it's, it's but when you think about the human lifespan, Gil, I mean, you've got like one or two years on me. I mean, like you've just got a few years on me as far as your your mortal sojourn, right? I mean, just like two or three. So you've lived a little longer. But even at my 42 years old, I, I find myself going, I don't have enough time. Like I don't have enough time in my lifetime to do everything that I want to do. You know, because we're already like we're just living this zone of how can I stop the the constant perishableness of life? How can I stave that off a little bit, you know? So we're looking for a next age reality where we want to be a lot more, if not completely imperishable. Here's my theory, Gil. Core business operations changing. What if part of us coming into that imperishability is we finally connect the dots that have been here all along? Like when we can acknowledge that there's a connection between the the double helix ladder of my DNA and those cardinal signs of the Maseroff? What if I could start to understand astronomical term, stand under yeah, yeah, yeah. the cosmos of wisdom? What if I could start to finally understand? And when I realize what I'm standing under, I recognize that it's giving me a nutrient into this imperishable human being <clears throat> that's formed that's as important as air or water or good food or anything else. It's just a thought it's not even a well-formed thought. It's just what could happen if all of creation was connected to us the way that I think it was designed to be, where all of it is flowing into us the way that I think it also does with the Godhead, where yeah. it's constantly yeah. completing this circuit and flowing back in. So I, I I pose this idea, and then that's the end of the theory, essentially. But I pose this idea to our online class that... I wonder if as we stretch out into the next age, I wonder if we're going to hit a point where we stand under the stars, we stand under the Maseroth, we recognize the literal light or frequency or voice or whatever strings we want to call it, personality, whatever it strings, that it's coming from that, these families of stars, right down into the core of my genetic makeup. And I wonder if that by itself starts to power us up into something that we've never seen you know that requires participation there you go
0: well i would you know right off the bat i would agree just in the sense that um you know this whole thing is entitled you know signs and seasons in the sky and so we've been talking a long time now or you've been talking about a long lot longer but i've jumped on the baden wagon too that is you know the Maseroth, as we're going through it we're in a transition we're in a major shift right now and um And the thing is, it's like the world knows something's going on. People have been, you know, been for the last few decades, been like something's shifting. It's just a strange time that we're living in. So how would we know inside that something is shifting if it's not
2: connected to that up there? Yeah. Yeah. So I want, so back, so, you know, in conclusion, I know we got to, we got to break here just a little bit. Right. But I I wonder if there's some core business operations that are going to change in us. Going back to my frustration, why do I know what I know? Why do I not? Why am I not connected with what I think God set apart as the building blocks of life? But I am connected to who's going to play Thursday night football tonight. And the fact that I can watch it on Amazon Prime. And I know the quarterbacks of both teams. Like I know all, and I always use the sports references. I'm sure there's a million other ways someone could go with that. Why do I know those things? But I, you know, it's very possible I will take more time looking at the result of that game than I will standing under the sky and allowing where the sun is right now, which is in Virgo, and allowing the sun in Virgo to connect to my DNA and do what maybe it was always designed to do giant macro scale affecting everything down to the micro scale and somewhere in between those two is me as a human being.
0: I love that. And um, we, we are pretty much out of time. But when we come back for part two, number one, I just want to say to everyone who's watching, if you want to see these shows in, in in whole, so you know part one, part two together, as well as behind the scenes, you can go become a partner with Kingdom Talks Media, help support us and get the message out and continue doing what we're doing. Encourage you to do that. It's only $10 a month. You go to uh, KingdomTalksMedia.com, click on the partnership page, look for the behind the scenes or the backstage uh, partnership, and uh, you can help us out that way. Plus, you get all of the videos up front. And so, we're going to um, end this section. And when we pick it up in part two, uh, you know, it, it is just one of those things where I, I, I believe there's a key. And I want to talk about that key in part two of how do we step into what you're talking about. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I it, Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So we'll That's see you life. all in part two. Chris, thank you so much for being on. Bless you. Yes. Blessings to everybody. We'll catch you next time.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least... We ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.